I did like when you were talking about this. Um, one of the things that struck me is I years ago published an edited volume called Arguments for Liberty that was it was all philosophy. It was not it was not a, a Peter Van It Bonner wasn't book, a but, utilitarian but bone the, in its body. The, huh? There there was a chapter on <laughs> utilitarianism. Uh, but the the thesis of it was that there are all of these different moral and ethical theories, but there is a way to make the case for liberty within each of them, huh. that you can get to it from different foundations. And that was what – that was kind of what I was reminded of as you were talking about your path, Trevor, asking, so how did you kind of get to these conclusions is we – you and I think – I think one of the reasons that we I value your friendship so much is that we think so differently about things uh, and – but that there's something really neat in the fact that this wild divergence in not just bodies of knowledge, not just methods, but like fundamental kind of perspectives on how to approach questions in the world arrives at such a a similar place mm -hmm. in terms of kind mm -hmm. of dignity and autonomy. Mm -hmm. And the yeah, well said. It it and that's why. Um, Cato's much more libertarianism is much more diverse than people give it credit for although it's public practitioners i.e. those elected officials who claim to be libertarian are not our best or give people a uh, yeah it, it's just and I get this from my brothers right the, the Van Doren brothers zoom on Saturdays they just pepper me with questions they're normal people you should have if you want an adventure, you should have one of them on and then try to ask. And my brother, John, will, I can just send you his emails he <laughs> sends me. And then it's like, if you want to have a back and forth with him and try to get him to understand, oh, man, what a wrestling match. And he's really smart. and But he thinks he's a Bernie Sanders guy. And he really, he, he. It's um, okay. I'm going to ask you something though about your brother here. Uh, do you think that pe so people who are, let's say, Bernie Sanders people, or I mean, you could talk about your brother specifically, but you don't have to throw him under the bus because we might actually do that. We might no. actually invite him onto the podcast. But um, so if you take one view and you say this would be the economist view that like the, the, the best good that comes from the world is when people's preferences are actualized within a, a, a you know a good cost benefit analysis non non skewed by regulation and so the resulting you know distribution you know I, I i remember one time i did a debate on drug legalization with someone and he i asked him how many people should drink alcohol um and you know he said well you know fewer and i'm like okay well according to what value system, because the economist's answer to that is that you should price alcohol with all the positive and negative externalities into the price and the resulting drinking of alcohol is the right amount of alcohol consumption, right? Mm -hmm. But that's mm -hmm. the purportedly valueless one. Um, so economists, if you say, we want to let people choose, this is what economists should think, and they, 
and then the resulting distribution is correct. But if someone like your brother says, okay, well, the problem is, is that we need, you know, Bernie Sanders because people uh, should choose different things. People's actual preferences are different, or I don't care about their preferences. If that, you see what I'm saying? He like, wouldn't, I like, think he would, I think to defend him, what he would say is people have obligations to other people that we don't recognize. In other words, it's a raw... A, well, I guess what I'm saying he is doesn't so that know means raw, people, he, people's values should be different. Like if if you let the world work in the way that economists would say, you know, take off the regulations and see what happens. Well, you might get a situation where, as you pointed out, no one gives to the poor. And that means that their values are wrong. If no one gives to poor in a in a completely free market, no welfare state, you know, very low taxes. So you have tons mm -hmm. of extra income and then no one is giving to the poor. Mm -hmm. That means the problem is, is that people's preferences for giving to the poor are not high enough. That's what my – yes. So the the things that would bother my brother the most are um, there are troubled folks out there and they deserve our money and our attention. And he would use the word deserve. And thus, to the extent uh, – uh, yeah, so I'll – I mean, and, and I don't have a – I don't know maybe how the, to wrestle Maybe with... the bigger question is like, should we be, how, I mean, it's a huge question. And I think this, so food this stand, is like, you know, philosophically, again, using the word philosophically, but like, you know, how much should we be engaged in criticizing other people's preferences? I mean, does that make you, do you get a little bit uh, uncomfortable if you, yes. if you start criticizing yeah, I people's know, preferences? Uh, but I am troubled that most, many people, I mean, think of it. People are willing to spend thousands of dollars on tickets to see the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets, and they fly in their private jet. I mean, I can go right a Bernie Sanders view of the NBA Finals or hockey, any you know, whatever we think of. And some of that, we could take some of that money and we could deal with mental illness and the homeless. And I did, yeah, there we, I mean, and... Both sides are right. I mean, in other words, the values are conflict. And then the question is, we, American society is, emphasizes individual liberty and more than other OECD countries. And we tax less and we redistribute less, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then we wrestle with that over and over and over and over and over again. And then... So does the, so the, the, I guess then... I've never asked you this question before, but does the diminishing marginal utility of wealth matter? Like the the fact that $1 to a billionaire is worth much less than $1 to a beggar on the street. Like the traditional economics answer is but, no. But the standard right? econ redistribution, uh, so, quote, conservative economists uh, tend to be against redistribution, but mainstream economics argues just exactly what you just said to to prove that something called optimal income tax rates ought to be 70% at the margin and there's a whole literature in that 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 says that and that they've proved that right and of course you have to make assumptions about utility functions and all that but the heart of it is what you just said which is if bill gates's house is 
10,000 square feet instead of 40,000 square feet, he's not going to notice the difference. And all that money is going to do great work for the sisters of the poor, et cetera, et cetera. And so you're punting. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> I don't, I, I, I'm, uh, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't have, I, I, I am wishy-washy on John plan. Sample's wife actually is interesting. She spent her entire work life career as a social worker. And she's, she would, the people with the, in the trenches on these matters, her view is, wow, these people are just effed up and giving them more money, i.e. the PVD solution or the econ solution, or then the Catholic social welfare solution, which has given them help, right? Per persons helping them in, to better their lives. She thought neither of those worked with many people because they are just screwed up. <laughs> Not a libertarian, kind of a conservative view of some people are just incapable of living reasoned, what we would call reasoned lives or something like that. I don't know what to do about it. I mean, that's an empirical question, and I'm, how do you, I mean, whew. but I, I would, I certainly when events come on the news, I am surprised anyone becomes a social worker because they're, they make type 1 and type 2 errors. They're criticized for missing the kid that is being beaten up by their parents. And then when they take children out of the home and nothing was going wrong, in Montgomery County, because they were allowed to be walking on the sidewalk on their own, they make the other kind of error. So how and how could you ever get enough knowledge in a Hayakian sense to know how much to help people, even if you believe in a Catholic social worker welfare sense of the world? I, I don't know. So that brings our views back to that world, and I... I if in another life I would, okay, we should spend a lot of time interviewing social workers and figuring, because they would help inform libertarians about the production function of making people better, to mix my metaphors. Um, and, and I would, again, my only insight into that world is John Sample's wife, and it was not a positive one. It was... Uh, that I think there's, there's an interesting broader point there, which is, one of the one of the aspects of certain strains of libertarian thought that I grew kind of tired of, and this shows up in other places as well, is what I'll term like axiomatic thinking, that the way that you approach questions is you have a set of fixed, obvious, and always correct axioms, and then the answer to everything is just derived logically in, in from fact, our axiom, those axioms. Our axiom is no. Yeah. Um, and and that there are – so that basically if you understand your axioms and you can think logically, then the answer to any policy question is obvious and disagreement with that answer is then – and this I'm not yeah, – this yeah. is like a very right. – this is a small substrate. This is right. not – lots of people don't think this way, but there I noticed it increasingly over the years. And if you disagree with that solution, You're not it is because either you've rejected the axioms, which is a moral, fa moral failing – or you're basically irrational, right? Because you right. haven't you haven't argued, um, and and that basically, like your social worker examples, and so much of this is even when you know all the issues, like you know the issues on the ground, you know you've you've gathered your data, you're thinking clearly. <clears throat> there's so much 
so many difficult edge decisions, so much with po- ambiguity. With poverty, I mean, I know I stopped reading an article when it says um, Republicans are bad because they don't deal with the real underlying causes of poverty. And then we could think of a Democrat. What's the Democratic example? Uh, I don't know. You see what I mean? Well, no, Democrats are horrible because they just want to give money to poor people and they don't care about the situation that poor people find. Or the middle class. They want to fund addicts. They want to fund, you know, people who don't want to work, all that kind of stuff, which is not what Democrats think either. No. So we all agree we stop reading at that point. And then the, 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 uh, and well, we're back to which is helping figuring out what to do with people that don't seem to cope well with liberty is I don't is difficult. And um the I'll leave it there. It is it is it's it's uh it's very, very hard. And families deal with this, right? We all have relatives where we scratch our heads and go, <laughs> I, I've given that person money or help or I've listened on the phone and then some, and then finally we give up. And the um, account, a sociologist at UMass Amherst by the name of Rossi wrote a book on homeless people. And the chapter that grabbed me the most about that book was this, um, he interviewed homeless people and then interviewed their relatives. And that was their universal story. Everyone had initially relatives help. And then finally, some people that they abuse that help so much that their relatives give up on them. And then they are thrown onto the streets or the social welfare system. And, um, so it's it's and we're still and trying to figure out what to do about those kinds of people given that we can't even do it for our own relatives those of us who have such hard cases suggests that it's extraordinarily difficult to develop policy that would deal with the people we don't know uh et cetera. and and so platitudes from both sides that say they have the the obvious answer to those kinds of issues, I stop reading because they're not, they're axiomatic, as Aaron was saying, and that's not very useful.